0: Ref, I have an idea that's going to revolutionize MMA. Trampoline mats gives you a little bounce. It's going to really change grappling and those ideas and more, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is in theory and practice way easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Ref. as far as a ref, how are you doing this evening?
1: Great. Now, don't let me shoot down your dreams when i ask you some questions about this trampoline idea Mm -hmm. but let's start with where
0: did this come from i just don't think we have explored the options enough as an mma community there are a lot of organizations that could start really pulling up the uh minor leagues version of this right they do all that fun shit in between the innings it's time to get experimental with one of those undercard fights like who doesn't want to see a young I'm going to use Dustin Poirier for exa- as an example. Who doesn't want to see him like 5 years ago flinging on a trampoline that gives you some bounce. You know, make the cage a little higher so we don't lose showtime Pettis. <laughs> but there's a there's a lot of opportunity here.
1: Your analysis as always is quite unique and interesting and something that really really relates to you. I would ask you the question again Because you didn't answer it, which was, where did this come from? Because I'm just curious how much weed was contributing to the thought process, if it was something you were daydreaming about at work, sure. if you saw some kids playing and had some really bad reminiscence to your own childhood that you've lost and feel old. Like, I just don't know where your mentality is.
0: First of all, it is, if we're just getting deep into my psyche, it is the last place I really felt athletic. And- when I go back to my to my sister's house, they have a trampoline, and I can just beat the shit out of the kids and they love it, so I think one it'll prolong what we really enjoy, and mm-hmm. it's gonna really change grappling for like six months people okay. are like, now how do we do this again? This is
1: going around the realm of where I thought it would be, which is you got to beat up your sister's kids. Which, great. Uh, have you ever faced someone your own size on a trampoline?
0: Uh, not since passing five foot, no. Okay. It's been a while.
1: Okay. Because I guess, you know, I don't know if you know this, but you're, you're bigger now.
0: Yeah. and so It's uh, going to have to be a heavy-duty trampoline. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Obviously, it's going to be one of the professional ones they use at the gymnastics things.
1: Yeah. And I would say that you know more uh now than you did when you were a kid probably at least in terms of grappling i don't know about the stand-up i think your stand up's still as shit as it was that
0: sure but like
1: do you know how um sad it would be to say get mount or side control and have people use the bounce as like an extra way of getting out and how debilitating that would be so all of your attacks would have to be in transit
0: how can you even say that with a straight face? Can you imagine how amazing it would be when someone bounced out of a mount position? It's terrible. The whole point gonna is that. They're going to be a foot that... above the ground getting punched in the face, and everybody's going to be like, why didn't we do this aerial before? Mm. Rep, I have a lot of ideas. About this. I guess the, the main reason I've brought this up to you, and
1: I've thought about it is, uh, being a brown, there's a lot of bounce castles that you have in your time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this mm. has always
0: been something that I've thought about. So God, now you're cooking with gas. This is what I'm looking for. Help. <laughs> not, don't take away. Now you're talking. Go. Keep talking. Go. But see, I've
1: never had to think of the possibility of letting someone escape from side control or anything like that because you're just you're not even trying to take for it the seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's all just jokes. But if you add the very real element of maybe some strikes, or more importantly, The very now that we're real older, element
0: of strikes.
1: Well, think about it. When you're a kid and you're just, like, hitting each other, you don't know what the fuck a real punch is. Mm-hmm. Like, it might kind of bruise you and be like, oh, but, like, I'll take one of those punches way back then than I will now with people who train MMA and know what they're doing and know how to shift their weight. I want none of that. Having said all that, um yes so i've seen my own fair share i will tell you this one time one time uh i think i was like 10 or something i got tackled and it was the first time i had ever had a shortness of breath ever in my entire life Mm -hmm. like i got the wind knocked out of me so bad that nobody even noticed everybody was just kind of like
0: all right whatever you think you're dying and everyone else is like you like why is he crying
1: But like not just crying, I crawled out of the bounce castle, made my way (laughs) over from where it was in the front yard to the backyard where everybody, all the adults are just talking and I can't even make words. Like I crawl there and everybody's just like, whatevs, no big deal, wee, bounce. (laughs) By the time I make it over to like my sister, I'm just kind of like, (sighs) yeah, they're like, hey, did you want some food? And I'm like, that's not my problem. (laughs) Oh, I'm good again. All right. Well, that was a very quick lesson, and I learned it. And uh, I'm glad everybody really. And none got, of like, you I, I, were
0: any help whatsoever. Not you were at all. all... I, passers by I on thought this. that was going
1: to be the end of it. That, I was, that was where I wrap as
0: story ends.
1: I would never get to host my own podcast. Seven
0: and a bouncy castle. It's like And disappointed in yourself for not <laughs> making it further. <laughs> Just like, ah, oh, what an amateur mistake. So the sad
1: part is looking at all the other children who are maybe younger than me being like, it's so much to live for. <laughs> I've had so much more I wanted to do. I haven't like, accomplished anything. The seventh grade. So, yeah, that was a very real uh, consideration to me. But now, you know, you add in the WWE and the fact that as a kid, you could literally beat the shit out of people in there and it would never hurt them. So you could suplex them. You could do all the real cool stuff. Uh, The hard part for me is fun. I mean, we have tough mats at VMAC, and I abhor ever trying to take someone down, which is really a problem for us, I think, when it comes to the takedown game. So. I am always looking for the opportunity to German suplex a bitch. Like, I will take any opportunity to do that. And I feel like the Bounce Castle was the great place to work on your stand-up. True or false? True. Okay. I still don't know how I feel about getting punched, but I am interested to see if I take out that person's footing by adding a little bit of pressure somewhere and seeing if they can keep their balance, because I think that's a fun part of the game. So maybe you're not wrong on something. I just knew that wherever it was that you were really thinking about this, I I just imagine you passing by some children on a trampoline and going, where did it all go? What the hell happened? You look at your hands and you're like... Who is this old man?
0: (laughs) Um, I was hoping you were also going to suggest a bouncy castle version of the octagon, and I was going to be with you as well.
1: I thought that was clear and apparent. I thought I had
0: taken your idea. And And made it better, yeah, with the bouncy castle. I think people weigh in out there uh, on iTunes, (laughs) because there's no fucking guest tonight, people. That's right. Week three. It hasn't been 10. There have been some improvements, Raph. I would like to commend the Mm -hmm. crowd. I would like to commend a significant chunk of them per representation of a percentage. Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing.
1: What do you think is amazing?
0: The eight additional reviews we have seen since I've started this interview strike. I'm okay. also mildly nervous you and I have been on fires. People are like, messed. You guys are killing it. <laughs> You're keeping me all up on the other that stuff you did about the halftime show is great and I haven't even mentioned <laughs> the Grammys yet. So there's yeah. a lot, to, uh, you know. Yeah, I a knew lot that was going to be strike. some bait. Especially but after last week. Leave a review. Let us know if you think uh, bouncy castle or trampoline <laughs> is a. I badly want these reviews. Like these are the ones that mean. Yes, a lot by to all me.
1: means, please leave that. And as you something don't have to say another memory.
0: word. Bouncy castle, five stars.
1: Hmm. We don't ask for much, people. I do understand and appreciate the fact that we have a uh, Kyoshi who asked. uh as Kevin lifted his ban on guests now that people have left ratings and reviews on iTunes? Well, we got to that very quickly in the podcast uh, because Ask we took viewer uh, to questions. So <laughs> that was one of them, Kevin. I think you jumped a little bit ahead. But that's okay because there were a couple other questions. I actually was in route. I
0: skipped Segway school at podcast you, you hosting. You did. <laughs> uh, Please college.
1: don't acknowledge that in any part of the review you leave it. for us. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I just missed Segway class. It was Love a the podcast.
1: Thing. Hate the Segways. <laughs> um, five stars. Five stars anyways. I, you know, the best part about this is I'm getting people texting me the reviews they want to leave. And I'm
0: like, you know, do whatever you want. That's you know, five fine. Five stars, leave it. You know, it's good stuff. People but didn't tell we get joking. somebody who Sorry. left us a poem? Oh, can't waste it. Uh, To be fair, I asked for a poem. What? <laughs> you did not clear that with me. Would you I you like I to read what the poem was? That's true. Uh, I was going to... Yeah, I mean, let me pull it up as we uh, take another viewer question. Okay. I'll grab it. Great. As you do that, I'll read
1: the second viewer question, which uh, these two are real. The other one's from Kyoshi as well, who added, also, what is the music of choice for each host when rolling? Kevin, do you have any particular music that you like to roll to? I know that you have commanded... The sound system when you have rolled before a couple times.
0: Yes, I have. And before I find Kent's text, because Kent gets credit, but I'll find the uh, the (laughs) poem. I have to go to it. I have an amazing playlist. I don't like to hear some things that are on it.
1: Do me a favor before you even start talking is or is not Taylor Swift on there. Yes. I mean,
0: yes, take that for what you will. All right, go on. Well, it's the I knew you were trouble, and mm-hmm. I think that applies. Go on, uh, House of the Rising Sun. That's a good one. I can appreciate that. Come Together by the Beatles. That's a good. That's in the warm up portion. <laughs> um, let's get to some rolling fun. War Pigs, uh, Natalie by Bruno Mars, which is a hidden track. God that has a <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, ain't no rest for the wicked, by Cage the Elephant. I am aware of who that is. Yes. Cold wind blows. Got a little Eminem in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, ain't no other man by Christina Aguilera. All, all right, was, let's that was off. That, nope. that <laughs> right, let's, let's have a moment for this. What exactly prompted that? I don't. Uh, there was a uh, lashing at the Taylor Swift from a week previous. Mm-hmm. And I thought that if I kept hiding pop stars in here, that would really up the ante.
1: Okay, that's an interesting choice because I have been to gyms where, when I'm I'm visiting there, and uh, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna put on some music. Do you do you want to listen to any music?" I'm like, "Yeah, was, you know, anything will work." And I always feel that the minute I say anything will work, that's the go to for most gyms to put on Katy Perry. Katy Perry.
0: Yeah, she's huge in gyms. Boy, the more you know in the L.A. gym circuit, because I did not know that. Not just L.A. What? Nope. Are you going to throw Vegas into this, too? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Other places as well. I, I will not rat those people out. I feel they have to come forward themselves and out themselves, but it is a real thing. It exists, and there are lots of people who train To that. Um, I'll tell you the the answers I've heard from different people before we come back and revisit Kevin's uh, Grammy nominated approved list that he listens to. Like literally Kevin just took the CD that they make from the Grammys and put that as his rolling music if that's any indication of how well he is trained
0: by media to do what he said there's no kendrick lamar in it if that were the case for okay, real though on the and, reels okay yeah. if
1: we're getting into the grammy talk we need to talk real quick real talk people do kendrick it. lamar shut down that grammy wow what a wow. performance he was he was there he brought it i okay and i i believe this to be 1000 percent true i feel if they were going off of handing out the best album grammy Based on live performances at the Grammy, that they would have to then go over and have Taylor Swift hand over her album of the year <laughs> to Kendrick Lamar because what she did was embarrassing compared to what he did. What he did was
0: sensational.
1: I, I mean, I'm I'm not even a watch, but it, like I felt like I needed to up my game. Like I was watching it late. I was watching on a replay. And I just sat there and was like, I'm so bad at what I do
0: compared to what he does. I think everybody felt that way. Like even Cam Newton coming off the season was just like LeBron and Steph Curry. Everybody finished that performance. Just like, wow, I'm, I'm not doing enough. Like, <laughs> Steph Curry went outside immediately go to. He's like, I got to go throw some court. jumpers up. He's right. <laughs> like Kendrick Lamar, like, I got to get out of here. As, and as I pointed out, it was hard to watch anybody else after. Oh, yeah. Like, terrible spot for Adele to not do a very good performance. And,
1: well, you know, let's be real. Then okay. the
0: Beebs, and it was just like, okay, oh. I got to take a break. Here's uh. the other problem
1: with Bieber, because if you have Bieber go up there, you know, Bieber still thinks he's like 14 and can get away with being 14. But I think now we get to judge him like an adult and say, like, nah, brush, those muse that you're trying to do right there, pretty embarrassing. You should really just either pick. Uh, you know, str- dude, he's a person who says swag. I'm going to call him Braj.
0: I I love
1: it. I was just supporting it. That was it. I understand. I just need to make sure that it's very clear to people. The endearment of Braj is a very rare thing that you'll hear. But if you hear us say Brage, it's usually with good reason. Anyway, so Justin Bieber, uh, terrible. Adele, listen. Bieber did play the shit out of that guitar. Oh, God, Kevin. <laughs> You play three strings well, and that's all you need for your part. Uh,
0: I'm just trying to get you riled up. Too. No, and I we're know. So close. It's <laughs> we're so close again. Take, okay, okay. Everybody, Where's Pitbull of, ended the performance.
1: Pitbull went last. That fucking Sofia Vergara, <laughs> who is a fucking taxi. And that's not a lie. I'm not making that up. She was dressed up like a taxi, like a human transformer. And then he said some fucking dale, and then she danced. Did it she was weird and awkward and yeah. it didn't make any fucking sense. Luckily, but she then, missed
0: two of the five steps she had. So, no. yeah. Emmy nominee, Sophia Vigar. Thank you. How did they get her to do that? Dude, was she's all, just all I kept real. thinking. I was like, gosh, she's a real team player. I
1: don't know what to tell you other than I think she's thinking about life after Modern Family and it's not looking good. So I think she's up for anything. Uh, but then during the pitbull performance, you had uh, Robin Thicke and <laughs> Joe Perry, and the three of them on stage. And I was like, these are three people I would not
0: want to run and do, when in any way, shape, or form. When Robin Thicke was revealed, it was just like, if they fucking bring out Luke Bryan. I swear to God, I'm never watching the Grammys again.
1: Fuck him. Also, who's that country rapper? You're white. You should know this. Who's that country rapper who also sings? What's his name?
0: The one with the huge beard?
1: Is that? No, no, no. I liked him. He He did the
0: BB King thing.
1: Who's the one that sang with uh, the blonde chick? Was that Carrie
0: Underwood? Oh, I turned it off i was i walked the dog for the first few minutes that was a I much better choice would as i told you i heard i heard her start i didn't see the country singer so sorry i guess you know. that's the reason
1: why is because you sent me a really uncharacteristically bitchy segment and maybe yeah. this is because uh, i you didn't know want yesterday. To post
0: it because it seemed rude so <laughs>
1: Oh no. Oh no, Kevin. It, it was needlessly pre- mean. It wasn't like What that. did you say
0: that? Why don't you tell our our viewers and our I mean, listeners? I'll tell them it was just Carrie Underwood reminding us she has a very forgettable voice. She's a bad singer. She's not a good singer.
1: I don't know if she's a bad singer. I just think I that I do. She's an, I've an heard event. her live
0: a few times. It's not good. It is it just takes a weird turn and she never seems to be in her register, which isn't very big. And
1: but doesn't she just sing the songs about killing people's cars and, like, revenge and dudes are bad and dumb? Yeah, I So mean, it's not it's like country. they need a real powerful voice. Fair. Well, so, you know, it's not like I'm looking for anything there. And, like, was saying her she was, singing when she compared was Compared to, like, Audra May, Music who comes Live,
0: out later, it's just like, ugh, get off the...
1: Well, when she was on the Sound of Music Live, I actually looked at her and I go, I feel bad for you. You're just a terrible actress with a decent voice. And uh, the thing I sent... To you is what she said to all of her critics for The Sound of Music Live, which is, y'all need Jesus. (laughs) That was her exact direct quote response to her critics. So, um, okay, let me let me see what else I can say. She
0: became famous on American Idol, everybody. Let's not blow it out of proportion. (laughs) Um, It's not like she was found in some Nashville bar and came scraping up the way. American Idol.
1: She's no Adele. I'll tell you that much. No. Uh, I think the powerful part about Adele is most people are really bitchy and angry. And I just want to remind people Adele's voice is so powerful.
0: It can't be contained by TV. That's why they had to fuck something up. Why did they do that? was the other problem. It wasn't just her fault. It was like, OK, well, that's killing the performance.
1: But I'll tell you the one thing that really endears me to Adele after all that, which is after all that shit goes down. She says on her Twitter, she goes, hey, you know what? Shit happens. I'm at in and out right now. Deuces. And I was like, all right, I can respect that play. It's exactly what I would do, too.
0: She's been on a run. You know, she was due for one performance that wasn't mind blowing. Oh, she's too powerful. So anyway, yeah, that's something. I was like, she's fine. She even, I, I'm I love sure you, Patrick. You could just feel her being like, oh, didn't want to go after that. <laughs> I can
1: tell you there are more and more Grammy thoughts
0: if I do happen to remember
1: some in the uh, middle grounds between. But if you guys want to check out at early late night, you can see a couple of the memes that we did, including the fact that the producer of the year was apparently buddy Jesus. The fact that Bruno Mars was basically lifting from Prince's every Taylor. I mean, it was really
0: I think he's pretty open about it. That's fine. I don't care how open you are, but you do not mess with Prince. I think
1: it's a more of an homage. It's, it is messing with Prince. He didn't yeah. ask for that homage. He said, no, sit the fuck down. I'm fucking Prince.
0: Roses are red. Mm-hmm. Violets are blue. Verbal Tap Podcast makes a great VD gift. The is, rhyme scheme. Well, you know, he's <laughs> he's more progressive than that. He's yeah. not of the mindset that if it doesn't rhyme, it's not a poem, which I've always used in my judging paradigm. Yeah. Rhymes or doesn't count. It's an Aaron Duncan specialty. This is from Kent Wason, a speech person. They take, they understand that title. Uh, I love it. Great use of VD, too, because Valentine's Day, but also... The we N-T-S-T-R-E. did
1: have some very interesting uh, responses from uh, listeners, uh, some of which who responded on the Verbal Tap fan page who said, VD, it means venereal disease, you good. you was like, oh, does it? <laughs> That's so strange. Thank you for informing us. That was very nice of you. You can also leave a review if you search in the engine Verbal Tap Podcast on the iTunes. Leave us a review and a rating. And the best ones will be read, just like Kevin did right there. Uh, Kev, you know, I, I would be honest if we didn't go to the other question, which was, do you guys have any experience with training overseas slash interstate at a different gym? Heading to Japan in March, looking to train one there. Now, I'm not going to make any assumptions, but you've never internationally grappled.
0: I haven't unless, I mean, it says overseas. I did travel from the mainland to Hawaii God. And did jiu-jitsu. Does that count? It was a six-hour oh, time difference from the what's coast. Kevin's the person
1: that said I got stationed in the shit. <laughs> I've seen some really messed up stuff. I was in
0: Nam. It's like, you, you fought in the Vietnam War? Well, I was uh stationed back home. I was in Honolulu. <laughs> I was a uh, station agent, but no, I mean... No big deal. We lost a lot of good people there. You know, like it, it, it does have that kind of category. But I went technically RAF. I mean, it's as far away as England. Would that count?
1: I don't think it's as far as way
0: as England is. Hawaii from DC? How long is that? Eight hours from DC? It is five out. It is a fourteen an hour flight, sir. Oh, whatever. It's just four for me, so. <laughs> That's the one. I, like, I was in that goddamn plane for forever. I had that moment where I forgot I was in the plane and it was like, Oh, do not uh your hands on your pants. Like you are not in your own bed. Wow. You should. Just like appropriate, <laughs> like above the underwear, just guy resting, <laughs> but still. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to the question at hand, which is interstate. I mean, Travis Conley's talked about it in terms of uh just be prepared for the flight to suck right how do you train i am curious about this and we should pose this to the fans as as you said we would um but we can definitely get you some answers too what about when you land and you just go to it like it seems like christian Woodmansey and travis and all those guys are landing and just fighting how do you think they do that
1: um well i think kevin speaking from experience because i have pulled him off a plane and driven him to grapple yeah We've on maybe it. at least one occasion maybe <laughs> at more. least
0: at least one maybe well one we were just covering grappling but yeah yeah and one we were definitely uh, grappling yes
1: and it was a, definitely a higher caliber grapple than i guess you would normally introduce somebody to uh just getting off a plane like it'd be different if i brought a whole bunch of white belts and said hey kev go nuts you're fine great news uh, no, I, I gave them all MMA fighters.
0: Um, really looking forward to the flight not having that time difference this round.
1: <laughs> I know. That is actually the most entertaining part of this because I'm like, well, now Kevin doesn't have any excuses.
0: No, I do. I do lose a major. Ex- hey, so, Andrew, if I could give you from an excuse advice, mm-hmm. use it as an excuse. I mean, what do you have to lose when you get to that first gym? <laughs> Uh, hydrate. Because like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna get way dehydrated. How on the plane. many people
1: are really gonna use that as an excuse? Like, I just flew here
0: from you have. Fucking Guatemala. Like, that's an amazing excuse. I don't think
1: most people, and maybe I'm speaking Though, for Andrew oh, and okay. reaching, but yeah. I'm just thinking that he doesn't have like, say, a podcast co-host that would hold it over his head. Sure. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to a place to visit new people, you know. Keep it playful, train all the upstanding jiu-jitsu kind of things. But you know, he's not a jerk like us. I'm starting Andrew, to
0: see your point. I am about the excuse advice.
1: You are, uh, Andrew. Let me say this to you: uh, having uh, visited a, a ton of gyms uh, throughout different states throughout this uh, this great America, I would say this. You know, most people are pretty friendly. You will find, if you are going kind of interstate and all around, that people will maybe kind of turn it up. I'm sure you visited other gyms. Oh, yeah. But people, they look at you and they don't don't treat you bad. They don't say anything. It's not an implicit thing. But you'll know within the first 30 seconds of rolling with that person, especially if you're at a new gym. And even if it's the instructor, what you're in for. So I always plan what I like to call my B plus game. And I have that in waiting. But like I don't mind having going somewhere and having someone submit me real quick because then you're just like, all right, cool, we're out of that. That's out of our system. We'll this go is there. advice
0: I've heard before and employ myself.
1: Yes. However, there are some people who exceed your talent, one might say, and uh, just turn it up because they're looking to see what it is. And granted, it is a competitive vibe and There's nothing wrong with competition, but it's just one weird difference, I guess, when people say, oh, yeah, let's go. Oh, man, we're so glad to have you here and I'm going to fucking murder you. It's a little different. So I I think that's really the only thing. Everybody tends to treat me great when I go to different places. That's why you hear about it on the podcast. I've always had this rule, which is if I go somewhere and train and the people aren't great, you don't hear about it because I have no reason to talk shit about gyms. Could be a bad day, could be a bad anything. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset. So I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But for the most part, I would say there's a really high, like above 90, 95%, where you just go to a place for the most part, they're very welcoming. They want you to come through, just give them a heads up. But if you're going to Japan, uh, I have not been there. Kevin has not been there for grappling, no. so we will open this up to our viewers. If you guys have actual experiences from there that might help, or you know, put him in the right direction, we'd love to hear that so we could relay that to our good throw friend. And
0: throw it on the Facebook. Absolutely, we share because uh, you know we're clowns. <laughs> 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 who's oh, who's been to Japan to fight? been who's, who's <laughs> done that? We need a hand up. Uh, international speech competitions. Slacking. Andrew, we can give you some advice <laughs> if you uh <laughs> need to know how to get that tie on and get your persuasion ready. Mm. You let us know. Are we ready to move on to some hot topics? Yes, let's do that. Um this one I'm curious. Cody, no love. Garment will face last minute fill in BG World Champ, Augusto Mendez. Yes. That'll be Thank you. Tanquillo's fighting.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, this is going to be this Sunday in Pittsburgh.
0: Woo! Okay, that's now I'm
1: watching incredible turnaround Tinkino. because uh, Cody Nolove, When I was talking with uh, Uriah Uriah Favor, he was talking about how much trouble he gives him in the gym and how he's probably the most consistent partner out of all the folks at Team Alpha Male. Which I I mean that's a high honor. So. Um, to have him go up against Augusto Mendez is an interesting aspect because Augusto took a, another fight that didn't quite go his way the last time. But I still feel like he has the ability to show something good. I'm hoping, as a jiu-jitsu guy, and I'm sure you are too, that he gets to display that on uh, Sunday.
0: Oh, just, no, rap. I'm not, I, no, I hadn't crossed my mind. I wasn't thinking about his uh pretty strong grappling skills and amazing heel hook base. I wasn't
1: <laughs> Or his ability to shut down Eddie Cummings.
0: Yeah, no shit. So yeah, Tanquinho. Ah it's always fun when the big when the good, when the grapplers, right? When we see the Lovatos and the Tanquinos mm-hmm. take the it's great. What the H is going on with BJ Penn? And does this mean he's not fighting? <laughs>
1: How do I say this? Okay. And so some people were wondering why it was that UFC 196 wasn't in play for BJ. And BJ said something to the effect of, you know, something wasn't working out. Well, it's now being alleged that somebody used to work at BJPenn.com, which, Kev, as you know, is our, my encyclopedia yeah. for uh, MMA news. Because when yeah.
0: com reports it, you know. 48% chances. It's true. They have done a rigorous audit Google search and uh, fact search yeah. and asked uh, if they could They uh, have
1: definitely ask all of the Jeeves that they can find around them and not like a search engine. They just have some guy named Jeeves that they're like, do you know this? <laughs> all right. So how do I put this? Um, Obviously, we won't make light of the fact that there is a very serious charge, which is uh, BJ Penn is uh, being accused of sexual assault and drug use. So, I think the implication is that one of the writers First of said all,
0: he's not being accused of drug use. <laughs> he's being, you know, a sexual assault where drugs were involved. We know drugs have been a factor in BJ Penn's life Go on.
1: Well, this uh, this allegation seems to allege that he was using cocaine.
0: Which what?
1: Yeah. Dana's powder? Wait. Dana's powder. Who's? (laughs) Um, Okay, Kev, I want you to tell me why you think there's no way BJ could do cocaine, and then I'll tell you mine.
0: He just seems like the type of guy that's always taken his diet and morning routine so seriously Mm -hmm. that the nightlife has never never shined or called to, and frankly, I think we know from his his fight career he's always been you know he was vegan early right mm-hmm. he went paleo mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. paleo was paleo so I mean I just can't imagine him putting a foreign substance in so I guess this will go nicely we actually have some uh, tape of BJ, and
1: BJ talking about this very thing um, but it, it's preceded by a question by Stafford Davis which says PJ, uh, BJ has always had a bad reputation as a hard party goer do you think this is why the fight was canceled? No. Apparently, that's never been a problem. John Jones. Uh, if this was true, and along with the other bar fight, would you guys allow him to fight? Great question. Kevin, would you allow to BJ Penn to fight?
0: No, but not still for these reasons, because he's old and shouldn't be allowed back in the cage. Okay. But yes, <laughs> also, with these reasons, the answer is done. done. I like
1: that your family feud survey says somewhere in there. I think there sexual are so many reasons I would be
0: in the top five. I just want it noted that it's like no, I wouldn't let him bite, but I wouldn't have ever said yes.
1: Okay, that's that's better than uh, sexual assault survey says three. Good answer, good answer. Okay, uh, the footage I actually have for you to play is um, I have to get off the line. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's on a it's on the closed feed. I but told you this is it, Kevin. This is what BJ Penn would sound like. Yeah. If he was on cocaine.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: (laughs) Oh, hey, brosh! Oh, what's up? No, 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 no. It's very good. No, it's great. No, how are you doing? brosh? it's bros. And then it's like burritos and like, oh, my God, bros. Like my head is like, you ever get your head like melting, but it doesn't? Oh, bros. Okay, bye. So that, my friends, is what BJ would sound like if he was on cocaine. I don't know about that one.
0: It's really he fun. would sound like that, and if we gave him a paintbrush, the Sistine Chapel would come out like in a perfect recreation. I mean,
1: maybe he would just have the best, sickest jujitsu ideas and concepts. Though, he would just need to, to get down, and, and he would go at such a accelerated speed, you'd need to make sure that you get all of it on tape, because it
0: would just come through once. Well, I think... Stafford also has the follow-up of, is this something the UFC will need to do in the future, check on retired fighters as well? The answer, and the guy is still trying to chase that high, I think the answer is yes. They definitely, they're going to need a retirement home at the rate they're doing these fighters, uh, their career longevity right now. So if they're going to keep... Getting older guys in the cage, yes. I think they should be checking in on them for long-term health status to make sure. But
1: will they continue be. to do it? No. no under no circumstances. Not.
0: That's a lot of work. It also requires that they care. Hey, you
1: know what? Speaking of people who yeah. should be retired. Yeah.
0: So, Quentin Raph, rap, no way we could call it returning to Bellator. We okay. simply cannot call it that. At best, this is a limp back. Or like, quitting Rampage Jackson, Jackson, plan D's back to Bellator MMA cage. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Genuinely no one else would take his call. Um, this is bad. What is he doing? Why is... I thought the courts... <laughs> I don't even understand it, but I thought the courts made this impossible. So... <laughs> All right, well, where do we begin here? Who's he fighting? Like, what, is uh, this, Nobody cares. Is it coming up soon? Like, what, is he going to fight when he's 40 at this rate? Like, he's signed with Bellator three times without fighting in the cage.
1: So I'll be very honest in saying
0: I skimmed through this article. I can't so what- in good conscience ask that anyone devote any more time to Rampage's career when it comes to just signing with an organization. But when I say that I skimmed the article, I don't even know there was an article. I think it said
1: exactly what we're reading here, uh, which is Quentin Rampage Jackson will be returning to the Bellator MMA cage in the near future. I think that was as much as the author actually wanted to look into it. They're like, "We good? Okay, cool. He'll be back." Um, if I were to just allege what I think happened in my mind and fill in the blanks of what you know, I just kind of skimmed through. I think it would go like this. I think Bellator wanted to cause some problems for the UFC. The UFC was like, Yeah, well, we've got fucking money and we've got <laughs> fucking lawyers up the wazoo. And Bellator's like, Yeah, dude, but he was still under contract. So then the UFC came back and said something to the effect of, How about we just give him back to you? And then what are you going to do then? And then I think Bellator said, Ooh, checkmate. Damn. You it. win this one we'll take him back and then pretended like they were super excited about it even though they probably wanted to hold it over the
0: UFC's head I and hope they, they realized cut a they deal. didn't have
1: great leverage
0: I hope they cut a deal that the UFC gets to keep his stupid fucking chain they're like no uh, that mm-hmm. stays he doesn't get it anymore this <laughs> <laughs> so, used to be awesome it stopped being awesome after he turned 30 then it was just like why has he got that huge chain maybe that's why he's getting so tired in the second round oof That's a great. You would think he would be better trained with that, though. Fair. Yeah, you would think that, but he doesn't seem to be there. Uh, Hey, you send me the FC thing. So, and we'll get to that. We're definitely talking about that or the UR, whatever the fuck that (laughs) retirement plan is called. Yes. But are Hoist and Ken Shamrock fighting still? Isn't that the fight that we all wanted to see from 50 years ago that never happened or something? Well, we've
1: seen it twice. It happened? Well, no. I mean, it hasn't happened for the third time oh, yet. It's oh, oh, we're still yeah,
0: past tense. Yeah.
1: Yes. So it's happening this
0: Friday. Sweet. Um, Kevin, do you Friday. have a prediction for this? Yeah. One okay. of them is going to get pneumonia after this. And I hope they pull through. But it's going to be four to six months of tough times.
1: One of my favorite jokes I've read so far is from MMA Roasted, which said uh, they've already started walking to the cage.
0: <laughs> Mine was a William Henry Harrison Uh, Joke. It had layers, but that one's better. Sure. (laughs) Both
1: fully well-constructed for their times and their respective audiences. (laughs) I just find the interesting part (laughs) about this is, you know, Kevin, when Ken Shamrock says that Hoist Gracie needs to understand, the game has evolved around him. (laughs) He means... He very much means it. I... (sighs) What are you supposed to do with this?
0: iPads and such.
1: It, can you just control save and control copy
0: that oh, there responds to a modern question lingo. <sighs> Can't Jamrock himself. I mean, if his hearing aid's on, I guess. I'm just, I know I'm being mean, but I think I did see him using a hearing aid in an interview. I'm confused. I'm just confused. How do you get insurance for that? Like, I uh, How old's Toyce Gracie? I mean, they're just... Eddie Bravo's going to be watching this fight. That's all I know about. I'm going to have to try and turn it on. We'll see. If I were sitting there, and I was one of the people
1: who was helping put to put this together, I feel like Bellator. the movie Grudge Match should be oh sent... Oh my god, this is Grudge pageant. Match. It is. It's the MMA version of Grudge Match. Except there was no computer simulation to show how the fight would go. There's no fucking Kevin Hart there for comedy relief. There's no cameo from our pal Joey Diaz.
0: Oh, I thought Despite Joey Diaz would things. be there. I thought uh, he would. To just... my
1: knowledge, maybe he will be.
0: They should get him. They should call him and be like, hey, will you come announce this fight? We just want to hear you riff on how old they are.
1: <laughs> so what I need for you to do right now is is we're gonna do one of my favorite things to do on this podcast, which is Basically challenge my literary skills. It's not even your literary skills. I need you to understand this has very little to do with your ability to read and more so with the insanity that happens in our love of sport for MMA. So, you know, obviously Hoyt versus Ken is the main attraction. But underneath that on the co-main event, you've got uh, Kimbo Slice versus – Dada 5000.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Now, a lot of people have tried to tell me who Dada is, and I've just refused to listen. And I've been doing a good job of that until I guess this week, you know, it becomes media week, the few days out before the fight. And some people, they try to make the headlines. Well, Dada was speaking to the press a few days ago. And by a few days ago, I mean yesterday. And he happened to say a statement that had such power, gravitas, language, command of the English language that I was like, you know, this deserves a true Kevin cold read. Now, for those of you who have heard this before, Kevin has done this most recently with uh, Yoel Romero's. Butchering of the English language for gay Jesus shortly thereafter, the
0: Supreme Court said that, you know, gays could <laughs> get married. So, and that they could no longer play my recreation of Yel's statement. It was, It was in the footnotes.
1: It was there. But I will ask you this, Kevin. Will you, under oath, tell the audience if you have ever seen these
0: words or this video – Ever before. I forgot he was fighting Data Fight House until <laughs> he said it a second ago. So I can yeah, I can absolutely affirm. And the audience I like that you even challenge it. Everyone's like, uh yeah, Rap. Kevin definitely went out and researched this B list fight. He uh could barely muster up knowing when John Jones is coming back, let alone That's fine.
1: But I just want to make sure that people don't think that we put time into this because that would make it seem like we were making fun of the person when in actuality, we're just trying to do a very straightforward
0: reading of the things they said. Which is all I ever really try to do. Raph. I'm always I'm about integrity. So as we get ready for
1: you to read this, Kevin,
0: have you just kind of skimmed it
1: real quick? Do you get a general basis, an idea of what it's it's all about?
0: I haven't even I don't see it. It just says uh, in our notes. It just says Kevin Cold Reed.
1: Okay, I've shared it with you, so you should be able to pull up that document. Oh,
0: it's oh yeah, there it is in the email. I can I'm pulling it up now, and I'm very excited about this. Okay, so I'm going to give Kevin
1: 20 seconds to look at it real quick. But for those of you um, wondering. This is the power of our podcast, our ability to transform what is one person's nonsense is another person's treasure. So here to give us another amazing interpretation of the words expressed by Dada 5000,
0: I give you another Kevin Phillips cold read. You didn't want to take this fight. He didn't want to take this fight for a couple reasons see, when Bellator put this fight inside his lap, he couldn't avoid it no more. I called him out years ago. You know what I'm saying? But that was because, you know, you got to look at it. Yo, man, listen, I don't hate him. I'm disappointed. I just like a lot of other individuals. You switched out. And when I say switched out, the little kids with great power comes great responsibility, right? So people looked at you like, yo, you were one of the ones who made it. Come talk a little Joey, but ask Kimbo, do we know a little Joey? No, we don't. <laughs> you know, no one said, listen, you can come back and do what I do. Man, give back. Write out proposals, sponsorships. These individuals would love to contribute to your cause. So he stayed the other day. He said these words on the ESPN. I mean, on the Spike uh, project that he did. He said... This is why I'm giving back. You got your wife cooking for 20 porn stars. That works for your manager. How does that food benefit the people of Parai? So you really need to think before you speak when you talk about giving back because what you guys are doing does not benefit nobody in pride. Then he says, after Bellator 149, I think I'm going to fight Roy Jones Jr. I think I'm going to give Kurt Angle a shot. Man, dude, common sense. You never put the car before the horse. You know what I'm saying? The horse pulls the cart. You ain't getting past me this Friday. So that's all going to be out the window. I blacked out, but I'm back. Okay,
1: Kevin, um, without any context, you know, I mean, like you read it, but what do you feel that you learn from saying all those words?
0: I got to know what Joey is. Well,
1: he... N- oh, little don't Joey. Him, oh, little oh Joey. no, no,
0: He doesn't know... who is Joey a person? Apparently. Oh, Joey's a person thing. Okay. Joey is
1: a person, but, like, I don't know if he's a monogamation
0: of a person. Why like, does Dada... Fi- why is this speech so much about their community give back? I am a little curious about that.
1: I think at his purest, Dada is trying to say he is a man of the community.
0: Ah, uh, and Kimbo is not. Yes, I think that's thus, the best takeaway you can come away from this. Yeah. The way in which he
1: says things, it, however, is confusing because at some point it ventures on talking about Uncle Ben's speech with great power and a great responsibility to Spider-Man. Um, he doesn't remember what network he's actually trying to promote here. <laughs>
0: At a it's not point, that he doesn't remember rap. It's that he just misspoke a little, said the wrong one, and then remembered oh, ESPN doesn't carry MMA. And well, that's then what I'm doing.
1: it's also a sign of maybe a tip of his hat. He's going to fight Roy Jones Jr., who, <laughs> spoiler alert, may also be fighting a fan. So that's really <laughs> a hard fight to put if, together. I
0: was like, Roy has
1: to make it through the next one. That's right. Can't put the cart before the horse, Kevin.
0: Because the horse pulled the cart. Duh. And that is that, why. That just as everybody, that is actual <laughs> that's factually accurate. Thought that was an aft metaphor. And then explaining it, it was genius.
1: Then on the second part, Kurt Angle. I mean, where yeah. does he fit in on all?
0: Common court? sense, Rap says he's not going to, that's not going to happen. Common sense. But then you also
1: got to think about this, which is it, Kurt it, Angle's
0: the cart in this case. Mm, good Wait,
1: call. Somebody's the cart. <clears throat> I think society's the cart. So, As we're looking at this, I love the shout out to the wife cooking for twenty porn stars. I also really took me a different direction.
0: It was like, wait, why is that bad? Like, don't be judgy while you're condemning him, Data. Like, porn stars need to eat.
1: I'm just porn stars got to eat too. That's rude, especially when you consider all the things they already put in their mouth and have to swallow. So, anyway, (laughs) I guess what I'm saying here, people, is. He's just trying to give back and maybe is interesting in different ways of doing it than the rest
0: of us. But, you know, yeah, it's uh, it leaves something to be desired in the artistic front. Absolutely. So anyway, that
1: was the cold read of that. Now, Kev, I know you don't necessarily know the situation for this, but I have a cold read I'm supposed to do. And I'm I'm a little more familiar with this.
0: But I need you to introduce – what is it that you know that happened? Well, you just said the words giving. We just did something about giving back to one's community. Well, Jason Mayhem Miller is about to be court-ordered to do it. He got arrested again. And for those of you playing the home game,
1: when you heard that Jason Mayhem Miller was going to get to fight again and that he was going to get to fight um, Luke Barnett, he then – You got to celebrate. Well, he seemed to tip off the fact – That I don't know how to say this. I guess our audience was just starting to take bets on how long it would be for him to get arrested. So he goes on another, you know, appearance. He raises some headlines by saying, what is it?
0: That he thinks he's fighting Josh Barnett. That's a common mistake. I'm just absolutely I do that all the time. It's like, hey, am I fighting that string bean from (laughs) England or that massive Viking from l a absolutely it's a very hard thing to f- confuse between the two, yeah, so between
1: these two things, um the organization that's putting on the fight between Barnett and mayhem Miller, you would think, especially after he gets uh arrested for being drunk out here, and I believe it's l a long beach, and um, you'd think they'd say, you know, he's not looking too good. We should probably cancel this fight. What do you think the head? A uh, Venator FC
0: did, Kevin. I I really am curious. He said... Let's fight from prison. Well... Johnny said, Cash it.
1: He said, not only is the fight still on, but shame on you. <laughs> well, I like him for not being judgy. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm going to do right now is an abbreviated cold read Yay. of uh, Frank. Brenda, president and co-founder of Venator FC. Um, I need you guys to remember that this takes place in Italy.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. And here we go. <laughs> we signed the contract with the Mayhem Miller after long reflections with his coach and the manager. It was never a decision to take a lightly.
0: <laughs> At this point, he's going to turn into Mario. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay, no, this perfect. Is sure. I want him. This They should hire this guy to be the spokesperson of the UFC. They should get you to do this exit. I'm sold. How do you argue with that? Keep going.
1: The offenses uh, to the justice of Miller fall in the fine section. And at the present time, there's no serious charges against him. But above all, the problem with Justice Mayhem Miller began after his retirement from MMA. And we believe that his return to activity can help him greatly with his path to redemption.
0: Yeah, a little splinter vibe to him, too. It's it's, it's vaguely Jamaican. (laughs) The important part is when you do Mario.
1: you're you're just trying to in your brain not say
0: it's a me mario i also all i could hear from the italian guy is uh we don't give a fuck about dui arrests in Italy, so go fuck yourselves or your stupid arizona laws or wherever it happened uh is basically what that was which i like
1: it i'm in we're gonna condense this next part because basically he says he's not gonna take away the opportunity for driving under the influence Reason being, Kev, can you understand? What? Well, he says as long as he pays his fine, it yeah. should be great. And more importantly, and we get back to the voice, this one's more of a a deeply offended. Okay. Attalion, He's got some okay?
0: different emotions. damn. Yeah, okay, just... well, I'm going to miss our first friend. Uh, but <laughs> Maybe let's... we'll
1: go back to those if you're really <laughs> good. But he said, I would be personally curious to know... How many of the, the Saints, the journalists, and the Miller haters have never drank a couple of beers before leaving a home?
0: Okay, so he's not even being coy about it. He's like, Yeah, so he's saying hey, like, well, <laughs> at you Kev, are you fucking sober on this podcast right now? No. No, I am not. No, I'm not also cruising down Ventura Boulevard, but no, I'm also not sober.
1: Okay, so I I'm feel this next part war. is better in Mario voice again, so I'm yes. going to return back to that.
0: Great, 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 great.
1: I have to ask you, though, you play a lot of Mario Kart in your life. Yes, I do. Is that part of the reason why you're encouraging more of the Mario?
0: For maybe. I, I can't. There's a, That could be a connection. I think I don't think I'm alone, and the crowd of Verbal Tap can let us know in the iTunes section, five stars, how do you feel about the Italian accents? <laughs>
1: We're going to lose that important Italian demographic that's really been the backbone of this podcast. Here yeah. we go. A be a fine uh, not to make a Miller a criminal in my eyes, I would not cancel any match for this reason. Indeed, I find it absolutely disgusting that some press rage against a person who is working hard in the gym to get back to what he does the best
0: fight in the cage perfect okay (laughs) it's perfect so thank you i know Um, uh, i love that first of all i really do like this that a fight promoters coming out and just being like go fuck yourselves he's a hired athlete and he got a ticket for drinking driving it's bad but i'm not gonna fire him
1: don't get ahead of him because that's what he says here i'm gonna Uh, read this in my voice because i feel like
0: damn it this
1: is the well. we'll get back to it it's not done yet there's still like three paragraphs Okay, here we go. For all the idiots who continue to speak of the mental condition of Miller. Miller is a born actor. These days he's providing his qualities with never ending jokes on the Internet and Twitter. He was not drunk when he said Josh Barnett instead of Luke Barnett. He is just doing with great skills his PR job, above all with no trash talk and without offending anyone, as it's quite normal in modern MMA. But with subtle irony, playing the character of mental devastated that every stupid in this world lightly gives to him without actually knowing him. Okay. Okay. So he's basically saying what you were just saying there facetiously – to some extent, right? Yes. Okay. But I still, go. that's a bizarre go on. Okay. Yeah. Um. This one is a spicy meat of all guy again, okay? Yes. Jason Miller is not a saint. We do not defend what he has done in the past, but we are happy and honored to give him a chance. He deserves to show how the MMA can be a vehicle. For a real birth of a person. Wow, they now, are uh, really turning this a little bit. He's not done yet. There's one more. Keep going. I thought I would save Mario for your last one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For all who would like to see him alone and abandoned by everybody, I have only one word for you: be ashamed of yourself. I believe in the, the, the Jason the Miller. And I will give this guy his
0: chance. Fiend. Uh, I guess I'm on board with them defending him. I'm less on board with them making him out to be some sort of vitriol saint. that has like a,
1: You don't know. You don't know.
0: That's true. Maybe this is all. He got a DUI to promote this fight, you fucking haters. What were you guys doing while well, he was out? Getting arrested. Someone spent a night in the clink just to make this fight happen.
1: Whatever, dude. You know what? All these modern MMA fighters just totally just go out there and make fun of each other. Not a, you know, Mayhem Miller just got a DUI for
0: himself, okay? Not enough of them are going to night court in the, uh, <laughs> to get that fight rolling. Yep. It's good stuff. Uh, they should get caught fast and furious <gasps> around like a city block. I cannot tell you how excited I was to do Mario Voice. I'm gonna go to bed thinking about that voice, and uh, for the next two weeks, (laughs) probably not just one night. This next, I like that you've been. uh, I like that you've been categorizing. This next part is called Ronda Central because we have a lot to get through. But I'm gonna just package these. I'm gonna say them all. We'll clip through. Yeah. Uh, she, she revealed on the show Ellen, which is always a great place to you know. some things out. She was thinking about killing herself. I was literally sitting there and thinking about killing myself. Yes. And I think Kiyoshi brought up a really fascinating counterpoint uh, or just a fascinating point of discussion. Is she the exception, thinking about suicide after a huge loss, or is this a norm for elite athletes and Olympians? And it's fair because that's how her mind works. Yeah. Right? She's in there defending her life yeah what were your thoughts when you heard this
1: so you know it's funny because what we do a lot is always give people shit on this show but i think when people bring up the fact of depression it's a very real thing and i think you know there are people who suffer from it and they understand it but i think that there are fighters like uh tom de is a person in the grappling community who speaks out and routinely says, if you're suffering from depression, this is to his students or his friends. And I see him routinely put it up and say, like, you know, seriously, get in touch with me. And I think that's a stand-up and commendable thing. Our other friend, Joe Schilling, put up a status update that said, if any of you guys talk shit about Rhonda on this, I will fucking delete you. I don't even care. And I think, especially from those two people who are so highly competitive, it shows that kind of hyper competitive mentality that you have to have to think that you're the fucking shit at all times. And I think it becomes difficult because are you playing into the character to sell a fight or are you just really believing that you're untouchable? And I think it's a little bit of both because obviously Rhonda is very successful at selling per views. on the other side though. I do think that that is one of the aspects of competitive mentality in that you can't go in there thinking, ah, there's some margin of error. I might be OK. Not the best. So, yeah, you have to think you can fucking crush people.
0: Yeah. Ronda's not going to do the eight years of time where she's mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like when she thinks she's not the best anymore, she's done. So
1: this is the interesting thing that I found, which was you had a split. You had some people, not a ton of people really commented on this. I think a lot of people understand it's kind of a shitty thing. But we had some people saying, you know what? Good, she got what she deserved, and she's just being overdramatic. And I think that's a weird thing because I think they're trying to say that she deserves some kind of punishment uh, for talking so much shit, and I think that she should be accountable for it. I do, however,
0: think that when memes somebody have taken mentioned care of that, just yes. for everybody, <laughs> like memes have been all over that post fight. Sure, and I mean she's gotten her fair share. We've we've cracked Let's some jokes, it. yeah. I do
1: think, however, when somebody mentions that they're suicidal and her reason for explanation on that was she was telling that uh, Ellen, she just said, you know, I had reached a point where I thought, what else am I good for? That's all I was ever good for. And I think that's a very real admission. I think her saying that is indicative of that almost obsession or compulsive desire to be the best. And I think letting that go is really tough. So in that respect, I could understand, yeah, you know, maybe we should give her some leeway. But I find it interesting to see, and maybe I'll ask you what your feelings are on this. But what is it that you feel was your response when you heard her say that? Were you thinking it's overdramatic or do you think that maybe – It is indicative of that. I don't know exactly where you fall because we
0: didn't really talk about it. I just like honesty. So I don't I can't really say I have an opinion because I don't know when people are kind of talking in free form like she because it also to me didn't strike quite as impactful as I felt like the media treated it today. Um, To me, it felt a little bit more like something she was explaining as. She's had a lot of time, and uh, she's been asked about it relentlessly. She's had a lot of time to think about what happened right after the loss. Mm-hmm. That's all she's been asked about. It's probably all she's been thinking about, knowing the competitor she is. So I think she's able to clip back to it in a more succinct manner, like, hey, I was having this. But she also describes feeling moments of sincere euphoria seconds yeah. after. So like yeah. to me, it just didn't strike. I, I didn't take it quite as like, Someone as a as a call for help, or as the, I took it as an elite athlete sitting there after losing something she did not think she could lose.
1: I think it's weird because I, I do understand that for an athlete, when you get to that point and you do lose, Stuff. that's a devastating thing, and <laughs> especially when you think, have to be there. Yeah, yeah absolutely brutal. Um, I just don't. I think it's a weird thing for any healthy human being, especially one who's considered to have such a strong mind that Roadhouse you need, especially for <laughs> um succeeding in the sport, to really make the admission that they would ever contemplate suicide, especially for having such a headstrong mentality. And even if she's as one person alluded to Uh, You know, she's just playing on sympathies. That's sometimes even more indicative of somebody who actually suffers more from it. It's more of a symptom.
0: What sympathy is she playing off of exactly? I mean, (laughs) she doesn't seem to be getting a ton of sympathy. Well, I think
1: the person is maybe alleging the fact that Rhonda is somebody who has known how to manipulate the headlines to her advantage and make using this. So, you know, maybe from that respect, but. I think once you mention the suicide word, I think you're always kind of in that realm of like, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should be a little more cautious and smart about this um, because it happens to the most random of people. Well, it's just said killing myself, which is well, – well, I mean yeah. – you know. And again, that could be super dramatic and we could all be playing into it. Um, and I think there becomes talk of – she had talked about the fact that she was out on her feet and I think that meant during the first round – Uh, so that she was still kind of really not in that good place. And I think a lot of people alleged that her, her corner didn't really help her out. So then you ask yourself, does she have the right people? You know, I mean, yeah, now that she's been challenged, I -hmm. mean, you
0: do have to wonder like their game plan had never really seen a good challenge.
1: So my hope is in that her admission today, it was a good way of saying that she's gotten past it. And I think we'll
0: eventually get back to making fun of her. All right. Well, I'm, more, kind of I'm much more terrified about like uh, I've said this already. I don't want to be the person that fights her next. I just That's really true. don't. That's true. I, I, don't, I don't like the way she looks. I don't like. I didn't like the way she fought. So I think if she comes back, so. But I do you know, tell people this. I said, I like "You know that She's being honest. I do I like think- that."
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I think the real thing that's going to be indicative is how she comes back because there is maybe a little bit of evidence that we may still see that braggadocio from her, which is her saying, uh, I think the UFC coined or at least trademarked the phrase, fuck them all for her return uh, with the intent of giving it to her as like a T-shirt or something. Which is like a mentality of that. And then she also told Ellen she's choosing not to see herself as a loser, which is interesting because she will have a loss on her record. But I think she's saying the overarching thing of a loser of a human being, which means she won't
0: let that define her. So Correct. You shouldn't. You're not a loser as you are a remarkable human being. It's like, yeah, I mean, thank God you're not seeing yourself as a loser. But it
1: may also be like, hey, Rhonda, if we are Steve
0: statistically,
1: there is a one next to the other number. Yeah, So you
0: have lost
1: like you so know, like you know i mean human. i don't mean to be bad or angry or anything but like there you go but i and was it always g-
0: the kid that made sure they were correct in class absolutely
1: but on the other side you have brock lesnar now apparently offering her advice which begs the question who the fuck is
0: interviewing brock lesnar fair i thought that when i saw it i was like wait was someone did someone trip near brock lesnar with a microphone <laughs> And they, they caught his response to the run to Rousey news. <laughs> and that, so I just, I thought that, because I, I saw it, Bob like, why? Is...? And his advice was stunning and not very helpful. No. But she's I... learned how to lose. Well, yeah. yeah, she's doing that now, dickhead. She didn't have to do it quite as fast as you did because she knows how to fight.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> she's.
0: So between that and now we've got this other thing. And this is, I think. What is Wendy Williams screaming about? All I heard is that she had some pretty harmful. Well, I read a few of them. They're not nice things to say about Ronda Rousey's appearance. Let me ask you this, Kevin. How much do you know about Wendy Williams? Not much. Okay. I have a job, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So not in her key demo.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, you're not a tabloid friendly, entertainment driven, I sassy,
0: bitchy. Gun to my head, Raph, I would have said she was one of the real housewives.
1: Mm, that's fair. All right. Let me tell you a little about uh, Wendy Williams. So, you know, I mean, I have a big vested interest in entertainment, and she's always been somebody who her whole claim to fame is kind of like speaking about the gossip and. I mean, in entertainment, it lends itself to being a very popular medium. But I just – I never found her funny or entertaining. But like you said, it's not our demo. You know, she's appealing to –
0: We don't stick around to watch TMZ at 6.30. Nah,
1: and even then, she's like a very lower register TMZ uh, that's designed to, you know, really breaking down folks. So here she is applauding the fact that a plus-size model, which again, applause – is on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but they have several covers, and one Three. of which is Ronda Rousey, yeah. at which point she then starts to say how Ronda Rousey looks terrible and how she the hair is wrong, she looks a mess, she's not posing the right way, and it makes you think, because seen if you've the ever cover. seen a picture of <laughs> Wendy Williams, you would look at it and say, her face looks like a bunch of crayons that have melted.
0: <laughs> actually, it does, it's just the, her eyebrows.
1: So you see that and then this allowed me to put this on there because I normally just ignore her. She doesn't really fall on my radar but because she says such normally shitty and horrible things about other people, this is the the way we coined the article on our Facebook page and it says garbage human being tries to tell attractive woman how to be presentable on Sports Illustrated cover that she's never appeared on.
0: I also, and I enjoy that headline, but I still prefer, uh, she looks like a person whose face is melted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her crayons have melted (laughs) on. Victoria enjoyed that as well, too. Absolutely. So anyway,
1: I guess the nice nice part is, this was one of the few things that I saw that brought the MMA community together on Ronda's behalf, and it's been a while since we've all been there. So, uh, it was very nice to see everybody shitting on Wendy Williams, because again, garbage human being, but... You know, it'll be interesting She's to see where Ronda comes at next. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I think the ball is in her court on how she comes back. But this whole idea of Wendy, um, the weight
0: is one thirty five. If you'd like to correct Ronda Rousey, all you have to do is make it uh, and call Dana White. Absolutely one eight hundred, Dan dash a White. Well, I guess speaking of Dana,
1: I do <laughs> We should probably this. talk about. The oh, fact that
0: Dina was our friend this weekend. He tweeted out well kinda. He tweeted out some masterful work done. I mean, you want to talk about it. Like I, I was I saw it right before you did, which is hilarious only <laughs> because of so many factors. But I I all of a sudden see like an uptick. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Head on over <laughs> while you were training. And uh you had put the picture out of him and Matt and Sarah and I guess, you know, sometimes you don't get to pick the joke. The joke picks you. Yeah. You had no choice but to post the exact same photo of Dr. Evil and Mini-Me above it. (laughs) And I'd say the world took kindly to that analysis. Okay. So here's what you guys should know. Friday night, they aired the World
1: MMA Awards. And uh, it's by Fighters Only. I've seen clips here and there. It's usually what you see our good friend uh, Adam Hunter of MMA Roasted put up where he writes the sketches for like, you know, uh, Daniel Cormier singing I'm All About That Cake. And most recently Ben Askren saying hello from the other side, uh, basically trying to get Dana to give him a contract signing. So like there's a ton of these things like even uh, Mark Munoz. I'm the Filipino wrecking ball doing wrecking ball by Miley Cyrus. So they always do these fun little gimmicky things. I've never actually sat down and watched the whole event start to finish because I don't know if they've televised them all or I've only seen bits and pieces. But I actually sat down and watched the World MMA Awards and I was a little surprised to see it was only going to be one hour. Now, Kevin, what was the comparison I told you in the way that this show was presented? The AVN Awards. Yes, and what for those? I mean, maybe for the five people who don't know what those are as they're listening <laughs> porn, to this The Port Awards,
0: the okay, uh, American Video Network, uh, adult video. What is it? What's AVN exactly stand for? Yes. Adult Video Network. Hmm. Uh, adult Video Network Awards. Mm-hmm. They, oh, they're art. And I told you, I still disagree with who won best anal scene. Well, they took it robbery. in the end.
1: Anyway, so. <laughs> The hard part about it is, is I'm watching it and I want it to be good,
0: and I feel like. MMA awards. Yes, I
1: mean both. Honestly, the AVN awards were pure art. So how dare you? I mean, just the wrong people were winning. So
0: yeah. You know, the hard part is you're sitting there, you're listening to it. Some categories, Raph, best three way went to the right team. Did it, Kevin? (laughs) I don't, I don't
1: know. I'm just. You send out an email to them (laughs) saying, like, I'm just so glad you guys were finally. I would
0: love to be on the nominating academy list. I don't know how you do that. I
1: really don't. So as all of this is happening, I'm watching it and. Dana's not there and apparently Dana's won best leading man which means not what you think it means it's not like he sweeps people off their feet romantically it means that the best organizer leader of a company and he's apparently won this eight years in a row but he was too good to show up so he did a clip show of him and Matt Sarah filming the on location of looking for a fight so they did like a little clip of you know like a video recording that they sent there and that was the deal for most of the winners. Like, Conor McGregor did the same thing. You guys probably saw that. But anyway, the Dana White was significant because him and Matt Sarah were talking. And at a certain point, they both make the same shit-eating grin. And I happened to pause it. And I was looking online for, you know, I mean, Dana White's always been credited as kind of a Dr. Evil character. So I found a photo of him and Matt Sarah making that shit-eating grin that I had screen captured that matched Austin Powers' the Dr. Evil and mini me thing and we put it up and honestly I thought I would go to sleep or I'd wake up the next morning and I'd see like some coverage like we get some play and I tagged Dana but you know you never know where these things go well lo and behold as I go to train that morning Dana has retweeted it but he's also retweeted it under the somebody fucking put this out there <laughs> Which, if you look at our thing, it clearly says it's us.
0: What do you mean clearly, Raph? Because I don't think I don't think you're giving the total picture of what you mean by clearly. As in, it fucking says "Verbal Tap MMA Comedy Podcast" in our banner logo, right in the middle of the picture. But fucking somebody put this up. <laughs> In a way, I thought that was more of an homage to, like, he was really explaining, like, I really do have you guys on the blacklist. Like, that wasn't yeah, a joke. Know. I find like, this clearly. funny. This picture's <laughs> hilarious, but you're still on the blacklist.
1: I just think it's more so like Dana wants to make sure all the social media engagements go back to the UFC pages. But I,
0: <laughs> I, I have no idea who this third party entity with their banner in the middle of the photo is. To be fair, though, that was a nice thing to see, at least from mine and
1: Kevin's perspective.
0: Yeah, not only people enjoying it, but people coming to our honor. Our so we had- I saw AJ defend us. That's when I. That was actually first what I saw. Yes, I saw AJ's tweet that was like, "That was my boys of verbal tap." I was like. What was? What, oh, God. <laughs> what did so we, we put that up.
1: AJ Augazarm very nicely put something up. Our buddy uh, Bubba McDaniel put something up. Uh, people were saying nice things about us on the Instagram and whatever. So come to find out that as all of this is going on, our good friend Photoshop Steve, who I've never personally met, but I'm a fan of his work. Turns out he put up like a mini me and Dr. Evil thing like six weeks ago and I never saw it. But I've seen thousands of Dana White as Dr. Evil photos. And the weird part is I was looking for like a shitting eating grin photo and it happened to be the same photo he picked. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? And his is arguably better, Kevin. Like his photography and Photoshop skills are top-notch. And So he put up a post and I was like, yeah, I've been there. Parallel development sucks. And, uh, you know, he put up something and he was saying that we were, I guess, stealing it. And uh, I, I sent him a note and I was just like, nah, dude, we didn't steal it. And I have no interest. And also Dana White as Dr. Evil isn't exactly revolutionary, one might say. I like, would agree. He's bald and it predates all of us. So two bald guys. did exactly was like rocket science, a... one big, one small. Uh, and to his credit, Photoshop Steve, you know, took it down and, you know, sent me a nice note and we exchanged very nice pleasantries. Uh, and I explained to him, I was like, yeah, dude, we fucking hate it when people fucking steal shit. And I just have no interest in doing that. I'm a comedian, so I hate when people steal jokes. Um,
0: it's also the Internet. So you have to kind yeah. of like – there are a lot of memes. Well, as I had mentioned to uh, folks, is I was just like, you know,
1: there are the ones you're proud of and that you'll fight to the death for. I don't know that this is one of them. But <laughs> if you need to, you do you. Um But I was just glad that it was a good experience and that, you know, we got to chat with Photoshop Steve and he was very complimentary afterwards. Um, But I think it goes to show that people here really enjoyed it. So to everybody who shared it, to everybody who said nice things about us, thank you guys very much. A a very nice and kind thank you to Photoshop Steve as well for being, you know, on the up and up. And, you know, this is the type of thing that people fucking go to war for. This is how you know it's real, Kevin. This is how you know it's real. People go to war for memes. (laughs) I'm I'm ready, but we choose not to. So anyway, our thanks to him. You should go check out his work. I mean, the one that he put up, and he apparently put out six weeks ago. It's really funny.
0: I will. I'll look at any meme that compares Dana White and Matt Sarah to Doctor Evil and Minnie Me. All of them. There's not a meme I'm not interested in that does that. I mean, Absolutely. it could be as bad as it needs to be, or as great. I'm interested in seeing it. Uh, five-star review. Tell us the type of Dana White, Matt, Sarah meme you'd like to see. And who else you think has the capacity to be that? You know, mm-hmm. uh, They could do the next junior. They could do junior three. Oh, man. Right? It's going to happen. Jevons is hosting Jiu-Jitsu Times and its official, like it's Yes. Happening. They, they announced it, and he
1: is now a nemesis. Yeah, I I
0: banned him from all my social medias. I blocked okay. him. I also sent him a really bitchy note mm. just to let him know. Good. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to help me out here. CM Punk has a back injury. I mean, it's not coincidental that his opponent talks about knocking him the fuck out and hurting him. He has okay. a back injury Are we going to see CM Punk fight in the cage? That's my question to you Not is the back injury real That's not my You know I don't I tend to just believe people Unless there are circumstances that show me it has something well, Maybe uh, you so should there's pre- take a second to think evidence. about it
1: Because Apparently Uh-oh. This information was announced After the following two bits of information Okay Go Alright the first of which was uh, CM Punk opened up as a three to one underdog against Gaul. And if you saw Gaul hit that submission against Mike, the truth Johnson, uh, you know, I mean,
0: it's also not just that submission. It's that if you've seen Gaul fight, well, OK, three you've to seen one. him fight. Yeah, so there it is. It's done. You've seen him fight. It's a, it's a big difference between, between you've him seen him fight. Punk. Then you've seen him do one thousand percent more fights than you've seen his opponent. So, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know that that's a a big deterrent. But the second deterrent is... They changed his name officially to Punk-Ass-Bitch.
1: Oh! Nope. (laughs) Too soon.
0: What you should also know at this point is the fact that
1: CM Punk weirdly announced, like, two days later he had a back injury. And that, I guess the timing of it was a little suspect. But the main telling point to me was he was so excited to hug Ariel Hawani and basically pick him up for a suplex. And we had joked at the time that said, well, if he can't take him down, how is he going to take down any other real MMA fighter? Yeah, we but joked. <laughs> if you see him pick him up, I, is that the action that somebody does who has a back injury? Is it the first thing you do? Like, Kev, If you know what I mean? Like, your knee hurts right now. Like, yeah. you've gotten better. But it's like... The first thing you're doing when you're drilling squats. with people saying like, "Go yeah, I ahead," just want to
0: do one one need squats, squats the fuck and then have out people, of this. yeah, have people test the torque, yeah,
1: and then maybe the next Monday saying like, "Hey guys, I got to fucking go on the shelf again because who knew?" <laughs> Ouch.
0: I'm still of the mindset. I just it's it, it has nothing to do with this, and I and I don't have much to say because I hope he fights. You know, I'm I'm in his corner, not really, or you know, I am metaphorically, but you know that. He doesn't look like he's going like to okay. he just has this look in his eyes. Every time he talks about it, it's like, doesn't look like he believes it.
1: Well, here's the extra special part that you should know about. Apparently. And this, again, consider the source always. But there is a rumor that CM Punk had 16 test fights or smokers at the gym where he's training at yeah okay?
0: yeah i actually i did see this and
1: he apparently <laughs> lost 15 of them now a lesser person would just take this at base and just go oh look at that interesting news right
0: that's what happens when you have great training partners you can just ask gary Tonin; he loses 15 out of 16 <laughs> to gordon ryan but kevin who said that that he has good training partners
1: no, who said, and this is Smoker, so they're bringing in people whose specific thing is to simulate the idea of putting them to the test and giving them a real MMA fight. Who did say it?
2: Who's at well, that
1: bullshit? That is a question. Apparently, that's the words of one Michael Bisping. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are they working together? Mm -mm. unless it's a work but i don't think so so bisping's
0: Um, just uh coming in and dropping a little cm punk insider info absolutely
1: nice so yeah you know i mean but the thing is how does photoshop will really go to someone's head well, yeah, but how does Michael Bisping know any of that? So we can't substantiate any of it. It's a proceed with caution article.
0: <laughs> it could have just been a dream Michael Bisping had, everybody. as <laughs> a big heads up. Because he's, he's got a just, fight to promote, too. He drank so a little bit like, and was like, well, hey what? <laughs> and like, yeah. Fuck. yeah, CM Punk killed a guy. Anderson Silva, he's uh, fucking.
1: <laughs> oh middle. yeah, I mean, uh, I knew that because I saw it with my eye, so, my one good one.
0: What did you say? If Karen Bryant's not there to yell at him, he really does get out of control. So anyway, and I mean, hey, so- CM Punk, we're we're waiting. You know, we wish you a speedy back recovery. <laughs> back injury is also the vaguest. You've got the Dwight Howard agent going. uh what's up with Weidman? What was reported, I think, after we ended up doing the podcast
1: last week, that Weidman was only fighting at 10 to 20 percent.
0: What, what a theme of the night, you know, between people <laughs> headed to the ER for fluenzas and uh, Weidman. It's hard to keep track. No one's fighting at more than 50, but everyone's honest about it.
1: Yep. So, I mean, the weird part is we were asking people, we were like, what does that even mean? And they go, well, they were he's fighting it. At- Ten to twenty percent of his potential, and I was like, "No, I understand that, but how do you quantify that?
0: <laughs> how do you know it's only ten to twenty? Like, like, can you see a meter? Does he have a thigh thing? What do you like? I train every fucking day in grappling, but I don't ever say <laughs> you, no you know? Raph, you text me every day, every day.' Ah, just gave it thirty percent of my potential. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: actually, and I don't tell this to Kevin when I bump and you know do the fist thing. I look at people and I go, 30. And I tell them ahead of time. You call so it, you know. Babe Ruth it? Absolutely. You give them, hey, four.
0: 29. <laughs> That's a great idea. More mm-hmm. people should be doing this. Absolutely. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> so. yeah. Call out your percentage you think you're giving of your potential right as you swing into a fight. So one person on our
1: forum said, I didn't know that Weidman was Brazilian, which, hilarious. That is funny. But the other thing is, now the coach for Weidman is saying... I mean, saying, I don't find it funny, but
0: like I can see why people <laughs> think that is funny about Brazilians.
1: Well, now the coach is saying that he
0: feels bad allowing Weidman to fight Rockhold on a fractured foot. Yeah, So <laughs> that's how you and I have always felt about this. Who's the joke on when they say Weidman was fighting at 10%? It's not Luke Rockhold, you idiots. It's you guys. Why did you let your fighter in there if he couldn't defend himself and the answer is you didn't you put someone in there that was fighting at above 50% <laughs> because he could breathe and I don't think it's fair to say he fought it dead like so hold on do they get swinging? like a diagram of a human being
1: And do you think they like break it up into percentages? They're like, his hands are out. His feet's really fucked up. I mean, you
0: guys couldn't see his dick was paralyzed. Like, his butt cheeks hadn't tweaked in two months. Like, (laughs) neither peck was working. Don't ever say his butt cheeks haven't tweaked. I was just trying to name I'm not an anatomical. However,
1: (laughs) his dick. As a precursor to how he's going to fight, it's it's probably <laughs> They measured a it. Of sport science. They used one you... of
0: those joint hammers. They couldn't get anything. It was just,
1: yeah. <laughs> just really innovative. If I'm innovating, the bump and roll. Uh, it was the thirty three Irish
0: before the last Weidman fight. Kevin, um, you, <laughs> do you do well. So, ref, I don't. I really don't believe what you sent me is real. I told okay, you. There's no way this art There's no way this fight, this event is real. Describe it to me, please. I'm trying to even remotely describe it. It like I'm staring at this poster, and here's okay. So this poster has a lot of people that our MMA community is going to know about. Raf says this, he's like, click on that. You need to see it. Your fight, you are fight, announces. Ken Shamrock is fighting Dan Severin. In an MMA bout, which is hilarious. And I mean, what's hilarious is that they think Ken Shamrock's going to survive Friday night to fight again. Mm-hmm. Grappling is going on between, previously mentioned, Michael Bisping and Shail Sonnen. Two of grappling's finest. Yes. I would remind everyone that Chael Sonnen recently lost to Andre Galval in a not very interesting matchup. That somehow I... <sighs>
1: Neither nope. here nor there.
0: No. Nope. That's not why we're talking. Bisping and Chael Sonnen are fighting, and it's grappling, and we're calling it that, and we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt Angle is mm-hmm. fighting Rey Mysterio in a wrestling. Rey pro- <laughs> Mysterio Jr. in a pro wrestling match, and that rap isn't the craziest thing happening. What's the craziest thing? Nothing I've said is the craziest thing on this fucking four-item chart. Roy Jones Jr is having a boxing match versus a fan who will get $100,000 if he wins, twice what you get if you win the Eddie Bravo Invitational six coming up. Mhm. Did you make this up as a funny joke? If you did, the photoshop work you did on Ken Shamrock's titties and abs and every other fighter is hilarious and it's I wish. well placed. They put Dan Severin's face on someone else's body.
1: I don't know what to say about this. I just know that if they ask me the right way, I will give them my money.
0: I agree with you wholeheartedly, but that's not the point. Everybody needs to go to the MMA Bulletin and check out their post from 12 February to UR Fight. <laughs> Live stream pay-per-view tickets go on sale soon. They better because several of these people will questionably not be able to fight in six months for physical reasons. I
1: mean, Kev, here's the thing. You now live in Colorado, so I don't know if you know, but that's closer to you.
0: Oh, my God. Roy Jones Jr. is fighting a fan, everybody. I wasn't joking. I didn't even know you could do that, Raph. I thought that was illegal. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Not if you sign the right paperwork. Uh, Polaris. AJ and Jake Shields is real? That's yes.
1: Apparently that's a thing, that's and it's good. I'm not as excited
0: about oh, it no. as I ben would be Askren? for Ben Askren no, and AJ. Either. Mostly because Ben Askren looks like a curly-haired version of AJ, <laughs> um, except we've seen him in the Bellator cage knocking people out. and now I guess the covers- thing is... I've you know. seen
1: Jake Shields work to shut down grappling before, and with Ben Askren, I think you just you had a potential for AJ and Ben to have a more dynamic wrestling bout yeah. that would then include elements of jiu-jitsu in it, which I thought would be really cool. Um, Jake Shields, though, I mean, it could be a great match. I, love I don't know yet.
0: Shields fight, so I'm in.
1: Um, I just feel like it's a a little bit of a tempered excitement for it. Uh, but still a great match to put together for Polaris. So we're happy for that, going down April 2nd. And then over here, this was big news. This was was really, really big. EBI announcing that they're going to go to Fight Pass. What the
0: congratulations? You should be. Yes, you should be congratulating it. And It, is, it is cool. This. The UFC is now engaged in a grappling event. Mm-hmm. That's not Grappler's Quest, which was the previous one. But that was before the UFC was what it is right now.
1: Correct. And I mean, EBI is getting some big names to come through for this. So yeah, big prize. Coming back to Los Angeles, apparently there's another kind of big thing that they're going to announce. We'll let you know when we know. But um, let's pass. say this about EBI. So it going on Fight Pass is a good thing. Obviously, Fight Pass is different than Metamoris Flicks because Metamoris Flicks asked you to just pay – what, seven to all of your social security number each month.
0: No, right. um, you just had to support a small $40 a week donation mm, and it's on a okay. reoccurring thing that lasts a lifetime. Okay. A like
1: so between those two things, EBI is at least getting paired up with a fight aggregate kind of host that has multiple events that you can sift through. So like it's an added option. It's a way better uh, thing now. My reservation here is, EBI appearing on there doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean like we did it. You know, like we're there. I think it means that we have to vehemently support EBI on Fight Pass because I think it's about as close as we're getting to really being exposed to something that's like minded and yeah. grouped in that right thing that could get us more exposure. So, uh, I would highly all you know encourage all of you at the very least to do the free pass for. Fight Pass on it. We have no vested interest. I mean, Dana didn't even fucking credit us on the tweet. You're so.
0: aware of our relationship with Dana White. If you Absolutely. need any more proof, just go to his Facebook page where you can see he retweeted something. <laughs> but we can say this. I think for Fight Pass,
1: I think it's a good thing. We just, you don't stop here. We have to continue supporting it. I agree. And as a community, I think I like it's the a great step. And if good. we do support it, and we do see it grow, I think it opens up new opportunities for those up-and-coming grapplers that we all know about, or the people who are on the buds, like the, the people who could be the next big thing, you know, your Gordon Ryans, you know, the people who compete at those tournaments that you see all the time, who, you know, I mean, they have vested interest in doing MMA or jiu-jitsu, but hopefully it keeps us to having some folks who could do professional jiu-jitsu for a living, and that would be awesome, so... Let's see. Hopefully it'll work.
0: I'm excited and support it. That's a good... I'll try. EBI, you know. (sighs) Luckily with these fighters this time, I guess I'll watch. Uh, Vandy versus Fedor in the return of the fight that we definitely don't care about. That's not true. Apparently people online have a really big feeling about that one. People think Vanderlei Silva can still fight? I
1: said "Eh, we'll pass. And then people said I'll see that fight.
0: Okay. I guess people are still in on the axe murderer a little bit more than I thought they were. I mean, I granted, loved I loved watching Vanderle Silva fight as much as the next person. It's been a while since he's been that
1: guy. Granted, his last fight was against Brian Stan, and that was a dynamic fight back in 2012. So awesome. Yeah. But things have changed. You know, the fight game accelerates your age. I think he's somewhere in the age range of 37, somewhere in there. He's skipped out on a drug test, which, you know, take that for what you will. He's innocent, apparently. And going up against Fedor, (laughs) going up against Fedor, I just, I don't know. I guess people are just really excited. Here's the reason why. I think people get excited because they get excited about, the scraps you can put together of the people who aren't in the ufc who you figure all right well if i just put these two people who aren't in the ufc together
0: and they have history let's see what happened hey kobe got nominated and voted into the all-star game i get it we like to see people do that victory lap we can't get enough of it certainly explained some of the grammys performances (laughs) Oh, shout out to um, Johnny Depp, I think, who's the big winner in all of this. I think it was actually Alice Cooper. The vampires of Hollywood. Hollywood Vampires vampires. of Hollywood. This was a thing 45 years ago, and I know no one knows that, but it was. Wow. Vampires of Hollywood. I thought
1: the people who were actually the vampires of Hollywood – we're just people who read scripts and fucking suck the life I out of too, those.
0: But Jesus, but they're also haunting our Grammys performance. Woof. It is time, Rav, to start to put this thing away. It's shout outs. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. I'll start. Big shout out, Ben Proctor. Uh, guy I met originally at a leadership government camp, Boy Shit. state of Kansas very instrumental in helping me make some good choices about college throws a little review on itunes just because uh you know he's nice and uh he's a lawyer so he's well to do so. nate quarantine this is a british comedian raps that i don't want you to spend much time thinking about but uh he is one of my favorites of the crew so fun someone i spent a lot of time with at Mike's so Jack Coleman, those two I mentioned because they have a fun podcast called The Brit and the Bumpkin. I'm on it in their first one back when I was living in D.C., back in those days. That was like five months ago. So big shout out to the Brit and the Bumpkin hosts for coming on over, hanging out at the Verbal tab side, Plus, throwing some funny videos at me. Can't waste him once again for the amazing poem. Andrew Correa. Raph, he has landed. He is back on the social medias. He was also oh. moving, doing uh, a much larger. You know, there's someone that can talk to us about uh, transitioning across seas. Absolutely. has a lot of experience with it and just training back and forth from uh, different countries. So big shout out to all those. I, was also, I told him I'm cleared to start fighting again. He was awesome. excited. It was, uh, it was like, yeah, I have to find a rebound, a rebound <laughs> gym. You know, just someone that I, we have to lower expectations with. Don't call it a rebound, Jim. Jesus. I won't call them that to their face, Raph. I'm no, I dumb. don't, but when they
1: hear it and they go back and they look at these, when they go to give us a review, obviously, if they're listening to this Texas. podcast
0: like five years in the future, okay. you're just going to regret some of these things. I am gonna regret so many of these things. I hardly bet the shout outs is there. I feel like there's gonna be that there's like there was that moment you were talking shit to Tim Kennedy. So like I definitely regret that. Uh that's gonna do it for me on the shout-outs, Uh let's go ahead and shout out Valley Martial Arts Center. Ah.
1: So I wanna go ahead and shout out Hassan, who is teaching an awesome Nogi class, was teaching us some really cool knee bars. We got to uh Really, really finesse, though. So I was really glad we were able to do that. Obviously, a nice shout-out to our good friend Octavio, who uh, helped Great bring trip. a Daniel Bryan uh, finishing move, otherwise known as an Oma Plata, but in the WWE known as a yes-lock to life uh, for an article I wrote. Uh, I think the picture turned out pretty well. So credit to Octavio for the sell and uh, being as big of a perfectionist as I am about these things. Uh, I also want to give shout-outs to AJ Azarm and Bubba McDaniel and, of course, our listeners who were very nicely defending us and telling Dana White, hey, fucking guy, this is who we are. Uh, it was very sweet. Also, a shout-out to Dana White because, let's face it, although as, as much as it sucks is that he didn't actually include our social media in there, still cool. I was okay with it. It was like, great. Like, I actually Kevin and I that. were actually
0: pretty okay. <laughs> I, like, so we that's didn't funnier die.
1: to me. So who was this? Funny stuff. <laughs> it'll be a great story to tell in the future.
0: Plus, one of the few CEOs that I feel like really handles his Twitter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no one is really doing their Twitter. I think Dana White is really doing his Twitter.
1: Or, at the very least, has a really good person who dictates that counts. all the things, that counts. who basically says all the things that he's being yelled at by Dana, which is like, you fucking type that with a period here.
0: End of sentence. It's not 160 characters. Cut five of the fucks. Oh, great call calls her take out three of the fucking dummies
1: <laughs> take out the fucking dummies no fucking just three dummy. of them. just three you leave the other six <laughs> um i also want to give shout outs to breakdown academy
2: breakdown.
1: we had a, a guy come through and uh he was training with us it was like his first time training in months. And uh, it was just good to see people like I always get really happy when I see people come back to train after uh, not training for a while. So, Mike, thank you so much for stopping in. You are an awesome training partner. And I hope you come back and visit us some more. And uh, we want to shout out because uh, Marty always left a really cool review of us. I so really appreciate that. Hey. Let's go. Ahead. Shout out Juan Bernardo, who said that my ch- my wit and charm is second to none. Which is true. Uh, we also have uh, Maybe Jesse... Maybe
0: second to a none.
1: No. Okay. That's not quite it. Uh, Jesse Saxon, who also put a nice review, said uh, we're a good news-related source with a great comedic spin.
0: <laughs> I liked his title, Your Boy Jesse. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was his call-out, which was helpful <laughs> he so actually I sent me think a, I know who that was. A
1: photo of what he was going to type originally, which is like, these guys are gay. They're the worst. Raf sucks. And I was like, yeah, put it. Like, if you give us five stars, I don't really give a fuck what you say about us. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody just put up here, um, Scrum trillicent, He said, great recent coverage and very funny. Good guys in general, which I guess is true. We are good guys in general. Couldn't just be good guys always. Uh, only fair. thing is Raf keeps dodging me, which I don't know. I mean, ask yourself <laughs> what you're doing, really.
0: <laughs> He's definitely dodging you. He told me privately. How dare you? And uh, I also want to say a very
1: nice happy birthday uh, to my wife because it is the combo of the the birthday and the Valentine's Day that we get to do. And this year I actually got to surprise her. Get this. I didn't know I was going to get President's Day off uh, until like Friday. But they told us we had it off. So I pretended that I had to go to work. Went out, got her breakfast, came home, like, you know, got a whole bunch of stuff for – She's still, like, out cold. I have to, like, wake her up. She's terrified. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, hey, you're home. And I was like, yeah. I have a whole day planned out for us. So let's go do that. And she's just like, oh, okay. She's the happiest. We have a whole day. But one of the things we go do is we go out and get massages. And I kid you not, Kev we've talked about the fact that, like, when people massage you, that sometimes if you're a jiu-jitsu person, you get a little tense if they're, like, putting you into, like, Damn arm right. lock positions. Don't or...
0: grab my wrist. I know you're setting me up for a Kimura down the road, Andrew.
1: <laughs> and I'm always like, I know this setup, so you can fucking slowly roll. But this lady put me into the version of what's known in pro wrestling as, like, a modified Mexican surfboard. Where they fucking stand on your back and then pull your arms
0: back. And I was like, what is this doing? Is it Mexican always?
1: Well, it's hard to say, Kev. I mean, it really gets into a science that I'm not sure you're ready to really comprehend. But I'm we'll prob- get there.
0: I'm probably not. I just, no. trying to question. But anyway.
1: Uh, great was- name.
0: The Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> is it great?
1: That is uh, very. I can see it. Kev, you'll find out when I do it to you, at which point it's just going to be called a surfboard because of, but, um, it was a great day and she was so happy and I was so glad that we got to do that because, you know, it's a cool time. And so she always puts off with me and Kevin doing this podcast forever and ever. And, uh, I'm just glad that she got to enjoy a nice day and, uh, she's pretty great. So
0: shout out to the wife. Big shout-out. Um, and I obviously stay in line because I don't want to get bearded surfboarded. No, I don't think that works. I don't think that's the I don't the think one. I understand how to use it.
1: But like I said, Kev, when you get put in the surfboard, especially the variation that this lady was doing to me in the massage place, you're just kind of like, why is her heel in my
0: back? It, just, it hurts, but it is good. It is
1: good. It's
0: Well, Raph... That's going to do it for us tonight. What a podcast. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good fight.